Can I join your cult? You're, yeah, you're going to be like the Rosh Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, it's a book club, not a cult. Right. Welcome back to Why Do You Like This? <laughs> it's really throwing me off that I can't hear the music. <laughs> I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, that, that was the heart open was, uh, can I join your cult? <laughs> yeah, good. Yes, all are welcome. Send um, me three easy payments of forty nine ninety five, and I will send you a pamphlet. If you don't get your pamphlet, just send your money again, and I'll get it to you. <laughs> all three payments, though. Yeah. Um, I'll make sure that your Venmo QR code is in the episode description this week. Beautiful. <laughs> Welcome back to Why Do You Like This? I am Jackson. Yes, this is Jaime. <laughs> it is a whole new season, season four. <sighs> yep, I let, I let Jackson pick something for once. I mean, for I'm twice. kidding. <laughs> well, okay. After six months of like sad and like dreary things, was it really six months the last season? Just about. Wow. Yeah. I mean, most of our seasons are like six months. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I just uh, got the uh, Facebook like uh, like oh like on this day last year you posted whatever the fuck uh-huh. and it was like a few days ago actually that it was season two starting. Oh wow. So we're actually like almost exactly. <laughs> yeah (laughs) it's like i think like two like two or three weeks off um but yeah so uh what are we talking about today so we are starting our guillermo del toro season Mm -hmm. uh we are here to talk about the 1993 film chronos yes and i was a dum-dum and you even told me it was on hbo max Uh uh-huh i ended up paying 3.99 for it to rent it on amazon because i'm an idiot (laughs) i'm not paying you back for that oh i don't care (laughs) Uh, I mean, I told you and you responded like, oh, PSA, thank you. <laughs> yeah. And then I went upstairs and I was like, Amazon. You and I then, watched it on HBO Max and I own it. Like, I literally, like, thought about it, like, five minutes after I, like, hit rent. And I was like, mm-hmm. I could watch this for free. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> on an excellent platform. Yeah. Well. This podcast brought to you by HBO Max. I wish. <laughs> Uh, gonna start tweeting at them. <laughs> It'd be a real uh, hard sell with them, though, because of the amount of shit I've done talking about the uh, Snyder Cut. Yeah. Which is going to be a trash movie for trash people. But I'm sure you guys are gonna talk about it on Weekend Plans. Oh, we are, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking exciting stuff. Um, all right. So, I'm gonna open with my first note. Some of my notes are a little, like... A little off the wall. Okay. Including, but not limited to this first one of, I'm really not a fan of the way this old man is touching this little girl <laughs> in the opening scene. Like he was like, like doing like a weird, like head caress and like oh. shoulder caressing mo- like motion. Okay. It was later determined that like That's that was his granddaughter, granddaughter, but I still didn't like it. <laughs> Cause at first I was like, who the fuck is this guy? What is he doing to this child? What is happening? <laughs> wow. What kind of film is this? Anyway. <laughs> what are you making me watch? Uh, here. So... <laughs> We lay a little uh, a little runway. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Guillermo del Toro was born in Guadalajara in 1964. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a kid who was like obsessed with monsters and comic books, but also like classic literature and fine art. And you kind of see that all coalesce mm-hmm. in his work. Like those things all come together. One's as important as the next. So you're saying that like, he's your soul sister? Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. I fucking like. I cannot. I, yeah, I just stole copy cool. How much Anyways. I love Guillermo del Toro. Um, I first discovered him uh, when I was a teenager when he was making Blade 2. Because mm. I was a big fan of the first Blade, so I was following that a sequel was getting made. And they're like, it's not the same director, it's this uh, 
Mexican dude. He's made some uh, foreign language films and the movie Mimic, which nobody liked. But oh. here we go. Are we going to watch it? Yes. Okay, great. But we're watching the director's cut of Mimic, which is like vastly different than the... Excellent. And there's a whole story. That's going to be a fun episode. Um, um, actually, also, I'd like. are we going to watch Blade 2? Yeah. Because I actually just watched Blade for the first time like last week. Nice. Yeah. yeah of course we're going to watch Blade 2. Well, I don't know. Blade 2 is fucking legit. Um, all right. <laughs> All right. Well, because uh, Zach and I were talking about watching it soon anyways. Yeah, so. we're going to watch it for this show. Okay. Um, where the fuck was I before we... Uh... Oh, so... <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, reading an article about mm-hmm. them making Blade 2, and they had a video of an animatronic of, like, one of the super vampires in Blade 2. Oh, shit. And it's, like, jaw splitting open, and it's weird blood-sucking tongue coming out. Right. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Who is this guy? And I fell in a real fucking rabbit hole that I still occupy to this day. <laughs> and now it all lives rent-free in your brain 24-7. Oh, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the day somebody gets it together and lets Guillermo del Toro make a Batman movie. Ooh. Mm. Um, an actual fever dream. <laughs> yeah, for real. Um, so then this movie... It's his first feature. Okay. Um, it won a bunch of awards on the guy in the festival circuit. It helped him get introduced to James Cameron, who helped him like in his career get started. Damn. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, it's good. Friends in high places. <laughs> <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> um, he also uh, notably did all his own special effects work for this movie. Oh, wow. When he was a film student, he met Dick Smith, who um, was mm-hmm. like a famous makeup dude who did like The Exorcist and who trained Rick Baker. Rick Baker did oh, like shit, American yeah. World in London and like all that great stuff. Mm-hmm. So he worked as like an apprentice for Dick Smith and like learned how to do practical effects makeup. That's very cool. I did, like, a very bare-bones Google search of this film, mm-hmm. and uh, it's, like, super low budge. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it was, like, a, mil- like a million ch- and change. Yeah, and he financed it, like, himself. Like, he Jesus. maybe, I think he got, like, a grant from Mexico, mm-hmm. um, from, like, the art commi- art committee or whatever. Right. Um, but he also, like, sold his van and shit. <laughs> <laughs> because he was obsessed with, like, there's these shots. So, the very quickly, the plot of this movie. Yes. Um... There's a, a very nice old man named Jesus Grease mm-hmm. who owns a uh, antiquities shop. Yeah. Um, he, like, raises his granddaughter. He's got a funny wife that gives uh, dance lessons <laughs> who's sort of, like, flirting with other dudes and shit. Oh, hi, Keith. <laughs> um, but he comes into possession um, of this weird little golden trinket that was, like, in the base of a hollow statue of an angel. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it turns out to be a vampire-making device, essentially. Yeah. The Kronos device. Um, but he was obsessed. There's these shots in the movie of what's going on inside the device. As it was very cool. It. And Del Toro was obsessed with getting these shots. They couldn't afford it, so he sold his van so he could build this, like, <laughs> interior so that they could shoot it. That's crazy. Yes. Yeah, because I was like, oh, that's really cool. I wasn't sure what the deal with that, if it was, like, a special effect thing or if it was yeah. practical or what it was. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> no, there's no, like, CGI or anything in this movie. Like, this is all... There's 1993, so CGI is, like, only happening in Jurassic Park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> and it's... All right. <laughs> um, yes. So, speaking of, um, my next note after the way that um, Senor Gris uh, handles his granddaughter um, was... I'm sure this gold thing is up to, like, up to no good and it's bad news bears. Yeah. <laughs> Which <laughs> we quickly find out is very true. <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, so going back to like all his, you know, preoccupations mm-hmm. with um, like literature and then mythology and uh, 
folklore and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, he will later go on to make Hellboy, which oh. I think, you know, is a perfect melding because the comic book Hellboy is all about, like, different folklores being melded together right. in this story. But so the uh, beginnings of mm-hmm. the vampire myth, and, you know, every culture has vampire myths. Yeah. Some of them are really fucking wild. There's, like, Filipino vampires where they're, like, heads that separate from their bodies yeah. and fly around at night. Um but in, like, the European vampire myth, there's this whole thing of, like, just this really sad, creepy idea of, like, dead people getting up and visiting their loved ones. Oh. Which is, like, kind of the foundation of this movie, and then he kind of gets there his own way as right. far as, like... Hmm. Yeah, because I was not sure, like, where that all was going to go, and if it mm-hmm. was, like, a proper vampire thing. Yeah. Or if it was just, like, another... It's like, like a vampire after a fashion. Yeah, I was like, or is this like a totally separate lore? <laughs> it's like it's a lot of like cla- like very classical vampire lore mm-hmm. mixed with stuff that he's just like coming up with himself. Right. Um, I thought it was dope. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, there's the whole backstory in the opening um, sort of montage of the alchemist that yeah. creates the Chronos device. Um, when we way back when we were talking about Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, we were talking about Nicholas Flamel. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of that mythology of the, like, real, quote-unquote, Nicholas Flamel right. is, like, what's going into this okay. story of this alchemist. Hmm. This guy who, like, people say, like, oh, I saw that guy, like, uh, 1,200 years later. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and, like, I know there's, like, a lot of, you know, general lore about, like, you know, living forever and different mm-hmm. different capacities. And, yeah, you like, know... discovering, like, a chemical or a scientific way right. to forever and... or some sort of stone or yeah, exactly. like a philosopher's stone like making sorts. a stone yeah <clears throat> yeah um I've, i'm actually currently watching through full metal alchemist and <laughs> <laughs> and uh there's a whole thing about that so i, I while watching this i was like oh, all right, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah so it's just like all these influences all melding together and mm-hmm. he's so he's almost got like a quentin tarantino-esque ability to meld all these things and have them be one thing right uh that i really fucking love um I'm really fascinated always with, like, great filmmakers' first films Mm -hmm. and and what you can see of them in them. And I think this is, like, he's somebody who comes onto the scene almost fully formed. Okay. Um, The way he uses the camera, the Mm -hmm. story that he's telling, the way he tells story and character information Mm -hmm. with just images. Right. I really fucking love. I think that's, like, the height of filmmaking. Mm -hmm. I know nothing... Like logistically about about it, so <laughs> <laughs> so like um, e- an ex- excuse my ignorance. <laughs> an example I will use: um, we watched Tim Burton's Batman. Yes. Yep. Um, there's that scene in the beginning where they're at Wayne Manor and uh, Vicky Vale and Alexander Knox are walking through that like room of armors mm-hmm. and just like joking about it. But it's like it's the movie telling us like Bruce Wayne traveled the world. He studied like these different disciplines, these different cultures, mm-hmm. and like here's his like collection that he has. Right. And like, I feel like there's, like, um, I, I kind of felt like a similar shot thing um, when they did the other old man, like, that room with all the floating yes, angel things. exactly. Yeah. So they never, like, tell you. There's never a scene where he's like, oh, so I've been spending all this time collecting, like, searching for this device. Right. And, um, they just show you that scene. And they show it with imagery that's so fucking, like, creepy and weird where he's got these angels in bags. Yeah, I was like, from what hooks. the fuck is happening? Um, <laughs> so... And then another thing that's, like, a hallmark of Guillermo del Toro that we see right away in this, his first movie, is the casting of Ron Perlman. Right. I was like, well, okay, so when the opening credits were doing its thing, I was like, 
Ron Perlman's in this fucking movie? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought this was supposed to be a Spanish movie. Like, <laughs> and then... He speaks a little Spanish in it. Like, like three sentences. But, <laughs> Ronnie Pearls. Yeah. But and, and he didn't sound bad either. No, he was fine. Um, and then I was very confused with that, like, opening with, like, the whole, like, English narration thing. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is happening? Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I might have had a few hits in my pen before turning on the movie. And... It probably helped. It, oh, certainly. <laughs> But it did not help with my confusion at the very beginning with sure. seeing Ron Perlman's name and then also having English being in the very, very beginning. Yeah. And then I was like, I'm missing something. Well, it's definitely a movie <laughs> that he, like, made for an international audience. Right. Not necessarily just a Mexican audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is also somebody who's, like, truly bilingual in the right. way that he, like, kind of thinks in English and Spanish mm-hmm. at the same time as well as, like, being conver- conversant in both. Yeah. I'm always really impressed when, because uh, he writes all his own stuff, Guillermo del Toro. Okay. Um, and just the way he is able to use turns of phrases when he writes in English, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's like a native English speaker. He's not somebody who's just, like, translating. Right. Um, I had a buddy in high school um, whose, like, native language was Spanish, and then he learned English growing up, mm-hmm. and then he ended up taking French and, like, being, like, supremely fluent in all three. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, did ask, I was like, when you think thoughts, like, what do you, like, do you have to translate them? And yeah. he was like, a lot of the times, like, yeah, it's fucking annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like... Like, he's like, it, you know, it's very context dependent, but like. Yeah. Or like, he'll have a thought and there's not really an English translation for it. So he has to. Like, kind of think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I find that very fascinating. As someone that like speaks, you know, like eight Spanish words. Uh-huh. Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can Churro. understand it. <laughs> Churro, get out of here. <laughs> um, no, I was definitely thinking like cerveza. <laughs> Mas grande. <laughs> <laughs> Live Mas. <laughs> <laughs> Yo quiero Taco Bell. <laughs> fuck, I can fuck up a Crunchwrap right now. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways, <laughs> as you were. In honor of Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> <laughs> I salute you with a Crunchwrap supreme. A nachos bel grande and a tecate light. <laughs> <laughs> tecate light. Mm-hmm. Ew. It was the grossest thing I could think of as far as like, yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> If you watch the Hellboy movies, whenever he's drinking beer, he's drinking Tecate. I do like Tecate. Yeah. Like, like, I fuck with it. But Tecate light, get out of here. <laughs> Honestly, sorry, Haley. Any light beer, fuck off. <laughs> Says our, you know, as I'm addressing our resident Coors Light drinker. Oh, fuck. <laughs> hey, she likes sparkling water, man. a can of piss I can enjoy, please? Yes. <laughs> From Colorado. Tap hey. the Rockies, baby. <laughs> Only drink if those mountains are blue. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> um, so I do have a note in here, and you're going to make fun of me. Uh-huh. Um, what? Uh, n- never. <laughs> um, so there's a bit where Ron Perlman pops into the antique shop to buy said angel. Yeah. And he's like humming, we wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. And my note was. Yeah, it's said at Christmas time. Okay, I didn't realize that at first. I, I realized that later. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I have a note drawing a line to my other note saying, oh, it, it's definitely Christmas time. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, you know, fun fact, Zach also enjoys Christmas songs when it's not Christmas time. Uh, <laughs> like, we'll be in the car on the way to the gym and he'll start singing, uh, what, what's the one that you really enjoy? Um, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. Let it snow. <laughs> like, he'll sing Let It Snow in, like, August, just uh-huh. randomly. It's a great song. He's very sweet. Yeah. He is. Um, but 
then I realized approximately 10 minutes later that it was in fact Christmas time and that I'm just a big fat dum-dum. <laughs> um, so, anywho. No, it's fun that it's set at Christmas because it's set in a place that doesn't traditionally have Christmas weather. So. Right. <laughs> at all. I like that. I, I like that like as a uh, concept. I also like when they have like Christmas movies set in LA. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. <laughs> like Die Hard. The best Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, my next note is, oh, I knew it. I feel like this isn't going to go well for this old man. Um, it kind of does for a little bit. It does, very briefly. Yeah. It's got a lot of those tropes that you'll see in, like, other kind of vampire movies or, like, Cronenberg's The Fly. Yeah. Where they go through, they start going through their metamorphosis and it's, like, advantageous. It's mm-hmm. almost like a superhero movie. Right. <laughs> and he's, like, he's feeling younger. He's a little bit more virile. He's probably just fucking pounding his wife. They don't show that. Oh, 100%. But, <laughs> but he totally dicked her down. Yeah. You can really see the change in her demeanor. <laughs> well, right. Well, because one of my notes later on was, like, is his wife not concerned with him, like, just actually de-aging <laughs> she's into it and i i love that they they do it very subtly mm-hmm. like it's mostly in the way he like carries himself right as opposed to like like really crazy yeah like um there's this have you ever seen the movie american beauty nope okay um so it's it's this movie that like people thought was really genius at the time but it's probably not that good um <laughs> but kevin spacey is in it who mm-hmm. is canceled now um, yeah he has sex with a teenager in it <laughs> It's like Baca. part of the. <laughs> he was like, yeah. I no, because gonna... it's a woman. Oh. Um, Fuck. Not a fourteen-year-old boy. Um, uh... <laughs> but, so there's a there, the the movie sort of about this guy going through a midlife crisis, mm-hmm. um, and he starts like working out and taking care of himself, um, and all this stuff. But there's a famous story that he filmed two scenes one where he's out of shape and one where he's in shape on the same day. Uh-huh. And it was just a matter of, like, posture and the way he held himself. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, I see that shit on Instagram all the time. Like, mm-hmm. people that are like, oh, like, weight loss transformation. It's like, no, you just, like, sucked it in. Yeah. Like, you, you stood up straight and sucked it in. Yeah. <laughs> We're trying to sell that weird, like, harness that pulls your shoulders back. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually did almost buy one uh, when I was having some, like, real bad, like, neck issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But then, uh, like, oh, actually, I did buy it, and then it never got delivered, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'll just stand I'm up fine. straighter. <laughs> I'll just stand up straighter. <laughs> Instead of, like, be more conscious of my posture at work. Uh, but, uh, so Ron Perlman in this movie, it's really fucking cool, I think. Because he... Um, He's the best. Guillermo del Toro was a fan of Ron Perlman. Mm-hmm. Um, he had been in stuff like Quest for Fire, mm-hmm. um, and I think the show Beauty and the Beast mm-hmm. was on at this time. Um which was like the twilight of its day, kind of. <laughs> Linda Hamilton from Terminator uh, is, is like this um, journalist in, San, I think it's set in San Francisco. Um, and she stumbles upon this like group of sewer people. <laughs> and one of them is uh, this character, Vincent, who's like a kitty man played by Ron Perlman. Oh. And they have this like love affair, but they can't because he's a beast. Right. And she's a beauty. <laughs> It just doesn't work out. <laughs> um, but he was a big fan of Ron Perlman. He wrote him like this long letter, like I'm making this movie. I'd really love you for you to be in it. And then Ron Perlman was like, "Oh shit! Like I don't speak Spanish, but I want to be in this dude's movie because it sounds amazing." And he taught himself the entire, like all the dialogue in Spanish. That's nuts. And then he did. He met Guillermo del Toro, and they had dinner, and he did some like line reading for him. And del Toro was like, "Okay, well that is very bad." <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And it was like, we're just going to have you speak English. It'll be fine. 
me. <laughs> the stories of Del Toro and like the dinners he has with Ron Perlman are always fucking like delightful to me. That's glorious, um. actually. Um, that reminds me of a time uh, not super long ago um, in quarantine. I was working from home one day, and uh, I happened. I had to cover the like main phone lines, and we got a patient to call in, and they were only spoke Spanish. So I was like trying to pitch this call off to someone that spoke Spanish, but like they, the, that person was busy. Uh-huh. And I was like, all right, I got Google Translate. Fuck it, let's go. <laughs> And uh, Zach and Audrey happened to be there. And um, I just, like, kind of just turned it on and, like, started speaking in Spanish to this fellow. When I tell you they looked at me like I had three heads. Because <laughs> <laughs> they didn't even know I spoke a lick of Spanish. <laughs> Much less, yeah. like, could carry on a conversation. <laughs> I thought you just told me you spoke only eight words. I was being facetious. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually pretty, like, not bad. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't, I, my accent is terrible. and no, And, like... I definitely need the help of a translating app. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I can totally understand what someone is saying to me. Like, I to, had no issue understanding what this person was trying to tell me, like, what they needed to see the doctor and, you know, getting their address and stuff. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's the whole back and forth sure. thing. <laughs> like, oh, again, like, impressive. conversationally, I can get along. I can get, get along just fine, but mm-hmm. it's just, it doesn't sound pretty. <laughs> <laughs> um, perks of dating... Um, Basically, exclusively, you know, Spanish men for a long time before I met Zach. Oh. <laughs> I was like, we're about to have a weird, awkward conversation. <laughs> about how you're not Spanish. <laughs> I'm just this color. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my fault. I have a light brown tint to my skin. <laughs> um, tell not my me. dad, Antonio Banderas, about this. He's mad. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe your dad is Antonio Banderas. That'd be sick. Yeah. That would be sick. Yeah. yeah. Not necessarily. I can be Jamie Banderas. <laughs> Jump from the end to the front of the line on like alphabetical lists. Yeah. About time. Right? Um, I was actually making uh, an appointment somewhere the other day and I was talking to the person on the phone and they're like, oh, well, you know, what's your last name? Zimmerman. And then my, my chart at that place was still under my maiden name and <laughs> I was like, oh, can we have that changed? And uh, I was like telling them like, uh, my dad had really wanted me to keep my maiden name. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, absolutely not. Um, I prefer to have something phonetic <laughs> at, at best. You know like, what's awesome about that story is if you were his son and you were marrying a woman yeah. that didn't want to change her last name, I bet he would not be about that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, you know, my dad. <laughs> oh, my God. You, like, met Wayne once. You get it. <laughs> Just kidding, kind of, Wait. sort of, not really. Um, anyways, as you were, um, we're, oh, Ron Perlman. Yeah. And uh, speaking Spanish. So, not good. So, he's like, you can speak English. Yeah, speak English. You're fine. Um, <laughs> That's glorious. And I love that whole the character build out in this movie that's just like rich old man who's just greedy for more life. Yep. Um, and then his nephew just wants the fucking money. <laughs> it's just waiting for him to die. The, um,. <laughs> <laughs> the weird little character bit about how he wants a nose job. Oh my god! And how yeah. he's asking people about. That was so weird. I love that so much, and that's something you'll see like in like Del Toro movies to come. Is mm-hmm. just he finds these like little character bits that just makes the world feel real. Yeah. And like kind of crazy, but in a way that makes sense. Also, I really wish that is how it worked. Like with like nose jobs, like you like have a card and you're like, okay, like which which nose do I want? <laughs> Maybe it was at some point. I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, like, I'm not a plastic surgeon. Yeah. 
um, nor have I ever, you know, claimed to be one. That's really cool. <laughs> I love that. Like, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, because I, they, they kind of do that with, like, boobs and stuff. Like, yeah. you know, like, they put in, like, the fake one, the, it, like, the inserts into your bra to, like, see what, like, you, like, yeah. what you want is your, like, end goal. <laughs> yeah. Also, the future name of my store that I'm going to host. Boobs and stuff. Hi, welcome to Boobs and Stuff. <laughs> How can I help you today? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it has nothing to do with lingerie or breasts. Nope. It's just, just boobs and stuff. We just sell cool stuff. <laughs> and we're a couple of boobs. <laughs> um, glorious. But, <laughs> no, I, I really appreciate also how basically the entire time Ron Perlman had no idea what he was actually looking for. Yeah. <laughs> like, I did really appreciate that. He's not going to tell him what it is. He's just going to, like, you don't need to know. Yeah. And then when he did find out, he was like, that motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I do love his reaction when he finds out and he starts laughing. He's like, all he does is piss and shit all day. He wants to live longer. <laughs> Mood. Um, the, uh, that moment, too, where he's got him in the car after he, like, abducts him from that party. That was fucking wild. Yeah. Wait, okay, uh, let's... Uh, are we going to go chronologically? Or yeah, or, so or, let's okay. go chronologically. Yeah, okay. Through Kronos. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I quit. Um... So I guess we should, uh, I'll go back up to um, when he, when Senor Grease decides that he is going to continue to use this. Uh, yeah. So. This thing. This <laughs> device has been hidden inside of a hollow angel statue. Um, there's a really great shot. Um, and again, like something that will be a Del Toro hallmark is he's never really made like a horror movie, I would say. Like a straight, like a straight up horror movie. Yeah. I was going to say, this one was like labeled horror. <laughs> yeah. He uses a lot of horror elements, mm-hmm. um, but I, I don't think he's ever made a movie that's, like, intent was to scare you. Right. Um, but he uses a lot of horror imagery, mm-hmm. and there are moments that are, like, really fucking... Wild. But, like, the the face of this angel being cracked open and having the bugs crawl out of it, <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's nightmare shit. No, I, the, I literally wrote down, and I was like, yuck, nope, I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. And he's so good with that stuff. I'm like, I'm waiting for the day he just makes like an above the line horror movie. I would fucking love it. Yeah. I would like to add with that like buggy thing. Mm-hmm. Like again, not saying I was high, uh-huh. but I had the creepy crawly heebie-jeebies for a good 30 minutes. After Bro, that. you're going to love Mimic. Because uh, uh, uh. here's the thing. Bugs don't like get me for the most part. Uh-huh. But, like, when it's, like, cockroachy, crawly things, that's what I don't fuck with. And uh-huh. I'm going to tell a story really quick about one time when I worked at the daycare. I used to do, like, the front desk there. Uh-huh. And on Fridays, one of my responsibilities was to, like, like wash the windows. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> Even talking about it right now is, like, giving me, like, a fucking nom flashback. So I, I grab, the, like, my roll of paper towels and my Windex. I look down. A cockroach the size of my palm crawls across me. When I tell you I screamed, <laughs> bloody murder. <laughs> Do you remember that? This Zach? is delightful. Uh, I believe so. The co- my cockroach experience from Tabby. What was I doing? Uh, not supervising. Not apparently. helping. <laughs> Being the world's worst boss. Hold that, Jackson. <laughs> um, fun fact: my, Zach was my boss at this point. <laughs> his power. Hundo P was sleeping with my boss. Uh, <laughs> um, at the Christian exactly. school. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, yeah, because Christians never do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, that's a religion that's left this world unblemished. <laughs> <laughs> 
But uh, I'll tell you, I was blemished and scarred for life after that fucking cockroach crawled on me. Do you know what the next movie we're going to watch is about? <laughs> no. Giant mutant cockroaches that pass as people living in the sewers of New York. Let me just preemptively say go fuck yourself. <laughs> My actual nightmare. <laughs> okay. I want to watch this one with you. Okay. We got to make like a thing of it. All right, what are you doing next weekend? <laughs> uh, watching the Snyder Cut one day. Oh. We could we could just do a back to back. I gotta I gotta solidify my plans because I did talk to my friend Kelly about watching the Snyder Cut and obtaining some um, pharmaceuticals to help us through it. Copy that. Let me know. No, my friend Kelly's a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I, told her. I was gonna say I, I'm very worried that one's not his girlfriend. <laughs> Who shall remain apparently you know a secret forever. Um, <laughs> Um, does Jake know, Jill and Hall know that you're not off the market? <laughs> uh, what? Does Jake Jill and Hall, Jill, uh, Jake Jill and Hall, friend of the podcast? Do you think Jake Hall and I have a romantic relationship? I mean, why else would you listen to our podcast? Oh, uh, just because he's entertained by us and our musings. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he had a soft spot for you. I mean, everybody does. Sure. Um, I'm very likable. <laughs> that's what my friends keep telling me. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I will say I was thoroughly bothered when he, like, went from zero to 100 and just, like, put it straight on his chest. Right. Well, so, okay, so it comes out of the statue. Yeah. And he, like, nicks himself on it. Right. And it starts working. Yes. And so, again, one of those things that were shown and not told. Mm-hmm. But my understanding of this device... <laughs> um, the alchemist, when he built it, either created or found this, like, weird little insect. That, like, buggy thing. Uh-huh. Yeah. And maybe that's, like, the final form of what you become after you've been infected with this. That's a thing, too. <laughs> you know, I was wondering. I didn't write this down, but I, I had had a thought because I was like, okay, this thing is arguably thousands of years old. Yeah. Um, how did that thing survive? Like, yeah. It's also clearly immortal. Yes. Or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, so or otherworldly. <laughs> the Kronos device like hooks onto your flesh. Yes. And sucks and filters your blood through this mm-hmm. bug. Bug thing. And then puts it back into your body. Yes. And your blood is now enhanced. Enhanced, changed <laughs> uh, chemically, biochemically. Yeah. Yeah. It's monster dialysis. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the best kind. Yeah, and it. Starts having like an immediate effect on him, but it also makes him addicted to the use of the device and uh, an unquenchable thirst for, for blood. human blood. Yeah, because okay, the blood thing I wasn't like super. I I didn't put two and two together until like he like went to the fridge afterwards. Yeah, and he's just pounding, pounding water. water. Well, and then like staring at that plate of raw meat, and he was yeah. like, like mm, "Girl." Yeah, and then he was like, "No, that's icky." Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I wish that they had made a good movie out of um, Guillermo del Toro co-wrote a book series, like mm-hmm. a three-part book series um, with Chuck Hogan called The Strain. Mm-hmm. That's just about like a vampire outbreak. Mm. Um, and it's all of the stuff that he's like written about and like all the stuff he's peppered in other movies about his like personal vampire mythology all like writ large. And the books are really good and they made a really shitty TV series on FX out of it. Well, I mean... It's FX. What do you, what do you want? I mean, FX. It's sunny. I mean, yeah, but like, 
They're not going to, like, do a... No, it should have been, like, on HBO or something like that. With an actual, or, like... Or, like, a yeah. movie. <laughs> right. Um, Are we going to read these at some no. point? Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> there's nothing to, like... I don't want to watch the show, so... Well, right. We I can mean... talk about them. We'll probably talk about them when we talk about, like, the unmade movies and stuff. Because mm-hmm. um, that actually sounds very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I've got them if you want to read them. Sure. Um, they're really, I'm really in the middle good. of, like, five books right now, but so... The, uh, yeah, eventually. <laughs> um... <laughs> But the idea of, like, just this, like, thirst that you can't fucking handle and just drinking everything in the fridge is something that shows up in those books with, like, these people that are infected. Wild. Yeah. Um, See, I thought it was just diabetics. And then it leads us... (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) And then you see that followed up upon when he goes to that party and the guy with the bloody nose. Oh, that was wild. (laughs) And another, like, nightmare image of a man on his hands and knees licking blood off of a bathroom floor. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I don't care. A very nice bathroom. It was a very nice bathroom. a beautiful marble bathroom. Yeah, it fucking sent me when, like, that other dude, like, ran out, came out of the bathroom and he was And just pushes it off the sink with his hands? Yeah, and then doesn't wash them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I wrote that down. I was like, what the fuck? Like, maybe he's a doctor. He just doesn't care. (laughs) No, doctor would care. He's a mob doctor. (laughs) He works for the cartels. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, that was wild. Well, also, like, the look on his face when he was just like, oh, that blood. Yeah, yeah. I was going to drink that. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> I wanted that! Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, just, like, shoves it all with his hands and then just walks away. Mm. Bruh. <laughs> and, like, when he's talking about it, he's, like, how pissed off he is. <laughs> he's big mad. Yeah, he's like, you break your back all year to go to a nice party, <laughs> and then this happens. Right, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I was very confused. It was great. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Um, uh, so, but Ron Perlman, working for his uncle, has followed him to this. Yes. Because he realizes that he does, in fact, have the device. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, like, kidnaps him, takes him up in this car, tries to uh, get information from him. When he can't, he puts him in the car and pushes the car off a fucking cliff. So my notes about this. <laughs> Sir? I was like, oh, my God, who kicked him and stole him? And then I was like, oh, it's just Ron Perlman. Kicked him and stole him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just Ron Perlman. Oh, my fuck. His old, ma- his old man wanted the buggy thing. It's <laughs> Just Ron Perlman. That is how I would feel if somebody kicked and stole me and I woke up and I was like, oh, it's Ron Perlman. Cool. The word for kidnapping was not in my brain, clearly. (laughs) And then, so I have another note here. Whatever bad thing that's going to happen to this old man, he has it coming to him and it's high key deserved. What? (laughs) Okay. This was pre him being shoved off a cliff. Like, I didn't, you know, because I was like, look, he's choosing the bug life. The bug life didn't choose him. (laughs) (laughs) And he's, like, going above and beyond to be, like, extra about it Uh, (laughs) and be secretive and, like, weird. Yeah, there's, like, a a very, very uh, not subtle uh, metaphor for addiction here. A hundred percent. But since you brought it up, I was going to wait for the end. Okay. (laughs) Like, okay, so you are aging, you're decrepit, your mm-hmm. life isn't what you thought it was, mm-hmm. you're taking care of this little girl, you're concerned that you're not going to be there for her mm-hmm. to grow up, to be there for a wedding, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you have this opportunity, 
Nope. You see the sink like a hard set? No. Hard no. Okay, interesting. I've seen the few movies I have seen. I know it never is a good idea to de-age yourself. <laughs> but again, it's not like he's like Benjamin Buttoning. No, and I actually my note was does this make him Benjamin Button? Like, because I wasn't sure if it was like, gonna stop yeah. the you know what I mean or like how far it was gonna go or like yeah. whatever. Um, but like yeah, like I don't know. I feel like even you know, kind of perpetually giving yourself, like, another 10 years or another 10 years or, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, I, I just don't like it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it makes for great entertainment. Don't get me wrong. Sure. <laughs> but, like, IRL, I would never. <laughs> like, no thank you. Hmm. Just take it out back and shoot me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I honestly, like, I don't even want to, like, grow, like, being, like, 90. Like, if I get that old, like, fucking kill me. Well, let's take um, immortality <laughs> off the table and just say that it cures your, like, afflictions. So, like, okay, I'm old and decrepit and it just makes me feel Or not better. even that, like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You never fall down another stair. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually impossible. <laughs> Nothing can prevent that. <laughs> not even an act of the gods. <laughs> um... Okay, so like you're telling... any injury you've ever had that you're still kind of seeing the um, after effects of is just like gone, like it never happened. Okay, so you're telling me I get bit by this bug mm-hmm. or stung by this bug, whatever. Yeah, you pop and this. I am no longer clumsy. Mm-hmm. My burn scars are gone, mm-hmm. and ideally, I have all my loose skin removed. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. Okay, I admire your conviction. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just not about it. <laughs> Too much bad juju in that. Mm-mm. <laughs> okay, respect. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm not, you know, necessarily knocking anyone else that would choose to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, that's on you. Yeah. But, like, this old man in particular, uh-huh. like, he was just, he was, he was doing too much. <laughs> you know I mean? Because here's the thing. I think if it was one of those things where it's like you only had to do it once and it wasn't and like the repercussions were that you had to suck blood. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it wasn't human blood, like I wouldn't be like, okay, like I, in this scenario, I'm saying you did it. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, if it, it didn't have to be human blood, I would have no issue with you doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, I'd happily go to the butcher shop and collect you some pig's blood or whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I'm like coming to you with this. Yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> being supportive <laughs> um you know instead of offering you a glass of water you come here like oh do you, do you want some blood I, I i got it special for you oh wow <laughs> it's own egg that's nice <laughs> um no like if it was like a one-time deal and yeah. you didn't have to keep like redoing it yeah i would have less issue okay but like if it was something that you had to like keep up uh-huh. basically yeah. That would be problematic, I feel like. Well, I kind of feel like the reason he keeps doing it is that he doesn't understand the blood thing yet. I think so. I, I, I That's kind of what I gathered, too. So he thinks it's the device itself, mm-hmm. just like continued use of the device. He thinks that's what he's craving. Yeah. Um, and then it turns out not so much. Um, yeah. But, yeah, because one of my things was like, bro, like, why would you repeatedly do that to yourself like, on purpose? Yeah. Well, there's also the fucking awesome moment, and it's so subtle, and it's such a great use of like really minimal makeup techniques mm-hmm. where he puts it on his chest yeah. in the bathroom, and he takes it off, and there's those holes there. 
And then it cuts to just a different shot. He turns towards the mirror and he wipes the sticky blood off and the holes are just gone. Yeah. That's a great fucking moment. That was really cool. Yeah. Um, I quite liked that. And then um, I think that was actually when he first realized it, like, oh, it was like a blood thing. It's like weird sticky blood. Yeah. That's like... He's like, ugh. That then... part's really fucking gnarly. Yeah. I, was like, <laughs> I, I, I definitely made a face and was yeah. like, no, no, no. <laughs> it, yeah. There's this like really... Blood shouldn't do that. There's this really cool recurring thing in uh, Del Toro movies where he's almost like an amateur biologist. <laughs> Uh-huh. And he'll really delve into like small things like that where you're like, that's like something that's very minor, but it's also very wrong. Mm-hmm. Like if you touched your own blood and it was like, no, like, I'd be very bothered. Mucusy <laughs> in that way. Um, yes, it was very viscous. <laughs> yeah. And in almost all of his movies, there will be like an autopsy of a non-human thing. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's always super fucking rad. Let me guess. The next one is going to be one of those gross bug things. Fuck. <laughs> is it blood green? Uh, no. Damn. <laughs> Anyways, that's enough of me guessing about next week's topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, did you do to do? I did. I on, I wrote down later. Um, I'm doubling down on uh, the bad things happening to this old man, and I'm sticking with it. Uh-huh. And that I I think you know he had it coming. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it is a very like mythological. Like he's going right. to suffer for his hubris. Right. You know what I mean. Um, um, so he gets pushed off the cliff in his car wild uh he is taken to a morgue i was so not ready for this i love the fucking uh mortician <laughs> it's like doing doing his work and the one guy is like well you know don't try too hard we're gonna burn him I <laughs> he's love, so fucking mad i love he was like you have to be a fucking artist <laughs> <laughs> that guy's great i was like oh my god goals <laughs> i um, want to be that like honestly when I grew up, I would love to be the, like, d- person that does, like, the yeah. hair and makeup on the dead people. And I just love, I love the uh, casual. Haley <laughs> just gave me the dirtiest look. <laughs> doesn't like bugs. <laughs> dead people are fine. I just don't like bugs. <laughs> I, I love the casual, just, like, portrayal of this sort of thing. Like, it's, it's taboo. Like, we don't really think about it. In, or talk about it in mm-hmm. society that they're like people that this is their job and yeah this is like a really necessary thing that happens all the time yeah um and it's not really portrayed in movies a lot even in like serious dramas where like death is talked about right. where you don't really see this kind of thing but like del toro's like oh yeah this happened like people do this and i think he worked in a morgue a, a little bit too when he was young um, so he had like this yeah no perspective definitely if i'm not if i wasn't in the field that i'm in now for like my day job i would have 100 percent like gone to like mortuary school mm, like, mortuary school <laughs> yeah <laughs> i always thought i'd be really good at the job uh from the movie cemetery man <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know it's a uh, it's a spanish <laughs> film with uh, uh i can't remember it's an english actor Ron Roman? <laughs> an english actor i'm joking Ron Roman's as american as it gets <laughs> Excuse the fuck out of me. Um, <laughs> but uh, his jo- he lives in a cottage on a cemetery, and his job is every night that this particular cemetery, everybody who uses it, it's just an accepted fact that sometimes these people get up and try to zombie about, and he just has to like put them back in the ground. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, that's a great job. I mean, honestly, I would yeah. thrive. <laughs> get back to your hole. <laughs> Damn it, Dave! Not again. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> but uh, da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. he's not fucking dead. He uh, well. Okay, well, okay. He's not as dead as we thought. He is undead. Yeah, right. 
he, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I was, I didn't assume that this had made him immortal mm-hmm. or undead or whatever. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was like a reverse aging thing. I didn't think it was right. Also no, that, that is what is being revealed to us as we go. Right. And so I was like, wait a goddamn minute. Yeah. <laughs> He's not dead. <laughs> um, his heart hasn't been pierced. Apparently that's what does it. (laughs) That's the other like piece of like vampire mythos that he's taking from this, which I always thought was really fucking interesting. Do you know how the wooden stake thing started? No. So in like a lot of uh, Eastern European and like Romani Mm -hmm. culture, they have really specific burial rites if they think the way you died is uh, unnatural and you might like get up and cause mischief. Um, One of those things is like burying people feet first. So they can't like get up. Um, the other one is they used to stake you to the ground so you couldn't get up. And that's where, like, the staking wooden stakes come from. My jaw's on the floor right now. <laughs> that's bothersome. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you don't want fucking vampires running around, dude. Why not? <laughs> they'll eat your children. Um, not my dogs. <laughs> they might. <laughs> hey. They All just, the more reason to not have babies. They just might. Yeah, <laughs> because they might be vampires one day. And then how are you going to feel? Even more disappointed than it probably already was in them. Mm. <laughs> just being honest. <laughs> I mean, it's not the worst thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, you know, if, you know, my kid came up to me and was like, hey, mom, I, I'm a vampire. I'd just be like, be like, okay, I support that. All right. You know. It's not, just, it's not if they're like, hey, mom, I'm reading a lot about white power. It just makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, see, that that would be problematic. Yeah. I'd be very upset about that. Yes. Vampirism, I can deal with. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, I... I wouldn't want it for me. Right. But... It's not a choice I would make personally. Yeah. Do I make a lot of my Sims be vampires? Yes. I was always more into werewolves. I'd rather be a werewolf. Are you a werewolf? Is that why you don't come over very often? I you mean... Know, around you, full moon? Have you tried to time it up to the lunar cycle? You know, I hadn't really thought about it until just now, no, but, like... That's rude. I feel like I know your cycle like this, if you don't know mine. I'm also just very open about mine. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be the first one to bitch. <laughs> um, oh, my God, are we synced up? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Probably. Perfect. <laughs> um, if we're not by now, it's honestly insulting. <laughs> um, anywho. Yeah. Um, and there's that awesome little bit um, where the the guy goes to like figure out what's wrong with the gas because the uh, crematory crematorium crematorium well the crematorium's like the whole building right so right furnace is so- <laughs> <laughs> not ignited can I get a Zach check <laughs> any good what do they call the actual cremation chamber <laughs> I think cremation chamber might be it <laughs> I think you did it by mistake success. Um, <laughs> When I'm not goes, an idiot. He goes down to figure out what's going on with the gas, and he comes back up, and the thing is empty. <laughs> Which is a great fucking moment, and, like, a great, like, horror moment. Yeah, I did really It's just, like, peppered that. in there. I love that shit. He's such a good visual storyteller, and this is his first movie. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will s- mm-hmm. say that's, like, a dead giveaway for, like, an early filmmaker, and you see this in a lot of movies where mm-hmm. somebody's, like, first movie or somebody's not very experienced, there's a lot of scenes where they're, like, two characters interacting and then it'll fade to later in the same scene and they're doing something else or they're yeah. talking about something else and like a more seasoned filmmaker can like just bridge those moments and make one long scene yeah 
Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't even think about that at all. But I also, I don't notice stuff like that in movies, really. Yeah, that's why I'm here. <laughs> Is that why? Yeah. Um, I also, and for ambiance. I would say it's definitely more and more aesthetics. Sure. Um, and so at this point, I was like, okay, this man's like hikey a zombie or whatever. He's a vampire. Um, and then whatever. I, I didn't piece. You're that like joke. a character in a movie. It's like it's some kind of creature that sucks blood. Yeah, that. Um, sure. Like you know, it's a vampire. We all know what vampires are. Right, and then when. He, basically when they have the melding of the old men yeah um and he's just like my skin's falling off <laughs> he's like i'm rotting i'm a piece of shit yeah and he's like peel it off well yeah like basically he just gets told that he needs to exfoliate and he's fine yeah and he <laughs> fucking reaches over and rips his cheek off i was not ready for that <laughs> <laughs> and he's got that crazy like pure white like almost marble skin underneath that shit's great yeah it's you know almost like my legs any time of the year <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then the kid fucking whacks him. Yeah. I was not ready for that. Yeah. Because I thought this old man was going to, or, you know, her old man was going to die. Mm. I thought, I thought he was going to get that stake to the heart. We haven't talked a lot about the granddaughter. No. Yeah. Uh, Cause she doesn't speak. No. <laughs> um, this is another thing we're going to see in a lot of Del Toro movies. Just like, um, a parent figure's relationship with like a little girl or mm-hmm. like a child that doesn't speak very often or is tr- troubled in some way. Right. Uh, but is an innocent who's coming up against this like very corruptive um, right. <laughs> situation. Um, we'll see it again in Mimic. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And like, I, that was one of the reasons actually I was like pissed off at uh, the grandpa because I was like, she's clearly not down. He told her not to come. I know, <laughs> but that doesn't excuse it. <laughs> okay. But I love their relationship in this. Like when he yeah. s- shows back up and she like immediately is like, okay, I'm going to c- come put you in this box. <laughs> <laughs> like she's just like, like oh, grandpa's loves, back. Cool. She, yeah, she just loves her grandpa and she has no yeah. like, I love that. Mm-hmm. That was really cute. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, and like I said, like she's, she's honestly the real MVP. Like she whacks yeah. that guy with the, what was it, a golf club or some shit? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Um, then Ron Perlman steps on his fucking neck. And then... <laughs> just Loki, my favorite Ron Perlman moment in this movie. Because uh-huh. I love I love just the look on his face, and I love the tone in his voice when he comes in, and he thinks he's dead, and he rolls over, and he's like, Angel? And he steps on his neck, and he's just like, enough! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, old man! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I was not ready for the nose thing, though. Fucking gets his nose. I know! <laughs> Like, at least now. <laughs> and then my next question is did anybody actually die what do you mean like you know what i mean like it that was my last note did anybody actually die or are they just actually or are they immortal <laughs> oh well the old man never got the device okay i wasn't a hundred percent sure what the deal was or you know yeah. what i mean so okay perfect because so, it was still at the house yes and then at the end he smashes it yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, Ron Perlman's definitely dead. Yeah. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't missing anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Um, I do like how he psychs him out when they're up at that billboard. And he just <laughs> looks down, and he looks down, and he just tackles him off the set. <laughs> Whole ass mood. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah um, I gave this movie uh, three and a half out of five stars. Okay. <laughs> I figured I should have a rating system. 
Are you going to do that for all of them? Yeah. All right. <laughs> I figured I might as well start something and be consistent. That's sick. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I also wrote my, like, wrote a little note so I didn't forget. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it wasn't as hard as follow, as hard to follow as I was expecting. Um, I feel like I either kind of missed a couple of things or should know more info going into it, perhaps, about, mm-hmm. like, just, like, the lore. Or if the, it was, but I, it turns out it's pur- purposefully vague. Yeah. So. You, you bring a lot to it, and then he's also just, like, combining so many things. Yeah. And kind of telling his own story. I've been doing so much with, like, imagery and not treating you, not, like, holding your hand. Right. Um, um, yeah, I enjoyed it, though. Like, I, I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, I wasn't expecting it to be quite so short. Yeah. Um, and, like, mm-hmm. I feel like... It, for once, I actually thought it was paced well <laughs> for, for my pea brain. Yeah. No, his pacing is always, like, pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah. And, like, it wasn't a lot of unnecessary anything. Like, I, I feel like if it was much longer, it could have, you know, maybe delved into that. Yeah. You know, like, uh, like you know, just too too long. Yeah. Um, but, no, I thought it was uh, an appropriate length, appropriate, yeah. you know, pacing, all of that. Yeah. No, I would definitely say that, like, for me... Mm-hmm exactly what you're talking about is like what a good director does right like he is in control of this movie Mm -hmm. um and it's even more fucking like impressive because it's his first movie right i think he's in his maybe he's 30 but he might be in his 20s when he's making it let me google it or he was born in 64 so 94 he would be 30 so he's 29 28 when he's making this all right i'm not googling anymore but go on (laughs) (laughs) no need (laughs) um but no, yeah, like, like I said, like, I, I was, I was impressed. Um, I was, again, expecting to have a difficult time following it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I had, I had no issue. <laughs> yeah, I would probably give it a similar score. Mm-hmm. Like, it's definitely not my favorite movie of his, but I think it's really fucking good. And I yeah, really, I really enjoy watching it. It's the first time I've seen it in a few years. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I wasn't mad. I paid four dollars. Like, there's been movies that, you know, we've had to watch for this podcast that I was upset that I spent money on. Same. <laughs> uh, those shall not be named. Um, but, like, I was like, oh, okay, four bucks is worth it. Like, I don't think I would have, you know, paid the 20 to buy it. But, like, I was not mad about the, like, under $5. I have the Criterion Blu-ray of this. It's great. <laughs> um, but, no, yeah. Uh, Good film. What's what's next on the docket? What's it called? So next, uh, we'll be watching Mimic. Okay. Which is going to be his first uh, English language American movie. He gets snatched up by the Weinstein brothers to make a movie for Miramax. Excellent. The story of the making of this movie is like more fascinating than the movie itself. Uh, we're going to have a good time talking about it, I think. Cool. Yeah. Uh, love that for us. Mm-hmm. Um, don't love the bugs that I'm about to watch, but it's Oh, it fine. is a bug movie. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> uh. um, anyways, um, do you have anything else? Um, no. If you're not familiar with the work of Guillermo del Toro and this podcast has like made you interested at all, please go out, seek more. Yeah, uh, tweet at him. Let him know that we are the ones that steered you in this direction. <laughs> if he's on Twitter, yeah. Probably, should, I don't know. We should start blasting him. Yeah, down. Yeah. Um, all right, cool, 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 cool. So, uh, do you, do you know offhand if Mimic is streamable or where? I don't know offhand. Okay, it's probably on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, and we'll we'll have a definitive at yeah. the top of next week's episode. <laughs> we are going to be watching the director's cut, so if you're going to watch it, make sure to find that version. I'm writing that down for myself. Okay, perfect. All right, well, in that case, we will catch y'all later for Mimic. Bye. Bye.